Let's pray together. Creator of all, our rock, our refuge, let us fall into and be supported by your steadfast love. Come, Holy Spirit, come afresh to us now, and let us hear what you are speaking among us and within us. We ask this through Christ. Amen. Well, I'd like to start at the end, that is, at the last sentence of our verse for the year, and notice that all the ways we are being urged to live our faith are not surprisingly wrapped in the essential quality of God, which is, of course, steadfast, loyal, merciful love. Last March, I had a chance to take a a four-and-a-half-day silent retreat at St. Mary by the Sea. This was the first time I was able to do that extended period of of silence. And anyone who knows about St. Mary by the Sea, it's at the very, very, very southern tip of New Jersey, Cape May Point, so even slightly further south from Cape May itself. And the retreat house is just right across from the ocean, so you cross the street and you're at the dunes. And so I walked the shoreline, morning and evening. And I found myself greatly reassured by the constancy of the ocean. That might seem a little strange. I mean, you could say that the most constant thing about the ocean, like life, is change. It's always in motion, it's always changing shape. And yet, in that constant motion is this steady, almost like a heartbeat. The tide comes in, the tide goes out. The ocean continues its steady cycle day and night. Its rhythms go on apart from our efforts, without regard for us, really. There was something even comforting in that. The ocean doesn't care if we have failed, or if we're quarreling, or if we're hopeful. This is a constancy that does not depend on our goodness and is not diminished by our failures to live in love. Although, perhaps I should amend that slightly given climate change, but go with me here. The ocean goes on, the, the wave after wave, in and out, like almost like breathing. So no wonder we have compared God's love to the ocean. Not only deep and huge beyond our taking it in and taking many different forms, but also this kind of reliability, keeping rhythm for all of creation, even when we lose the beat. And also like the ocean, this love of God will support us if we give ourselves to it, as swimmers dare to face the sky and waters bear them, as Denise Levertov says in her poem. And so, in this love, supported by it, 
What are we encouraged to do? Keep alert. Keep awake might be a more clear way to say it, because this is not the kind of alertness that is anxious, like some deer that's been startled and its senses are all on high alert. It's not being so tuned in to all of the news that's coming through our feeds and our phones and our many, many screens that we become numbed by the barrage. It's not that kind of anxious or wired alertness. But keeping awake as a spiritual practice is a slower process, more like a series of deep breaths. It's the kind of attentiveness described in Tasha and Craig Dallin's Christmas letter this year. Imagine this kind of awareness and attention. Martin was concerned that the uh, figure of Mary in their nativity set be placed closer to the angel, which was all the way at the top of their tree. Uh, I imagine the kind of gentle attention maybe he had in mind when he wanted to place her near that angel so that she could hear what the angel was saying to her. It's the attention that we give to children in our better moments. And in writing about this invitation to pay attention, Tasha also quotes Simone Weil. Some of you are familiar with this French mystic and social philosopher. She was also an activist in the French resistance to the Nazis in World War II. And she wrote a whole book called Waiting for God. She wrestled with God, and she's known as a modern-day mystic and really had a kind of clarity about the human condition, what motivates us, and what is worthy of our true loyalty and commitment. And she said, attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity. Attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity. Tasha also quotes her saying, attention, taking to its highest degree, is the same thing as prayer. It presupposes faith and love. How can we be awake, giving our attention like prayer, attending to what is true with trust and love? And when you're giving the generosity of your attention in this way, perhaps you can see more clearly how to stand firm in the faith. In the faith, not actually your faith, is uh, what the original has. And so with Christ as our model, we stand firm in our trust in God, as he did. Trusting God to the end. Standing firm in love, like Jesus. And like Aisha Evans did in Baton Rouge as she was arrested for proclaiming with her body that a full and long life with dignity and safety and well-being are not reserved for the privileged few. Stand firm in the trust that God is still on the side of those who are rounded up and treated as less than human, held captive, 
Stand firm in your trust in the God who comes to the aid of those who are scorned, healing those who are sinned against. Stand firm in your trust that God's power is made perfect in weakness. Stand firm in the faith that God brings life out of death. In love. Stand firm in faith and love. And be courageous. Be strong. In love. And here we are once again in very good company with the psalmist who is not feeling particularly courageous or strong for the majority of uh, Psalm 31 that we heard today. And yet, the one who is praying is trusting that God sees his pain and will act for the good. For us, that might mean trusting that God sees the greed and scorn of unjust rulers and says no to lying lips and arrogant posturing. The truth the psalmist is holding on to is that God sees all that surrounds you, knows what you carry within you, has compassion for you and for all. To be strong and courageous in one way is to join God's no and God's yes No to contempt and lies and contentious tongues, as the psalmist puts it. Yes, to those who entrust themselves to God, who cry out for help, who take refuge in God. On a smaller scale, with the kind of intimacy the psalmist expresses with God, I observe the strength that you show. I think you are stronger, perhaps, than you know. You are strong in your honesty, in your willingness to face what is wrong, in yourselves and in the world. And you show your courage in your willingness to enter into vulnerability. It's an act of courage and an act of faith in the loyal love of God for all people just to listen carefully to the story of someone who is sad or deeply distressed and not change the subject. Equally so, maybe more so, it's an act of courage not to run from the anger or sadness or pain inside of us. Practicing the courage of befriending our own vulnerability is an act of cooperation with God and God's work of strengthening us to be with those around us more authentically and fully. In the portion that we heard uh, from Paul's initial greeting in chapter 1, this greeting to the church in Corinth, he's affirming the community, saying, God has given you such gifts. In great generosity, God gave gifts of speech and knowledge, And Paul emphasizes that all of it comes from God, that the Corinthians are dependent on God. And the only action in this first paragraph that they are to take is to wait. Verse 7, 
something that the psalmist also understands and encourages his community to join in in the very last line there of Psalm 31, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. And God, who has given abundant gifts, will strengthen you to the end. Verse 8 there in chapter 1. And we, like the Corinthians before us, have been called into the fellowship of Christ Jesus. Meaning, we're in this together, come what may. And really, how could we ever imagine doing all these things without each other? The energy of true attentiveness the trust of standing firm. How will we have courage and accept God's strengthening unless we continue to encourage one another in faith, encourage each other in love? And even our mutual encouragement is made possible by the steadfast, loyal, faithful love of God. Our times are in your hands, O God. And we trust that God's faithful compassionate and fierce love for the world and for us continues like the tide and buoys us through fearful changes and great losses, through all the tumult and the strife, as the hymn says. So as we give ourselves to this oceanic love of God, not fighting the waves or trying to push them, we are strengthened. We are strengthened in love to love. This little prayer book has been making the rounds, as Todd said, um, in East Chestnut. <clears throat> and uh, I'm grateful to uh, the Barleys and to Sharon Crable for that. And, and also to Sharon and Barry, who pointed out um, a particular prayer in here uh, for me. But... This is put out by a community of people in Ireland who use some of these prayers. At the beginning, they have the prayers that they pray together in morning and noon and evening. And one of the ways that they begin each day is with a prayer for courage. And so I would like to um, share that prayer with you today. It has a strange word toward the beginning, Cree, which is... Um, an Irish word that just means heart. Courage comes from the heart, and we are always welcomed by God, the Cree of all being, the heart of all being. We bear witness to our faith, knowing that we are called to live lives of courage, love, and reconciliation in the ordinary and extraordinary moments of each day. We bear witness, too, to our failures and our complicity in the fractures of our world. May we be courageous today. May we learn today. May we love today. By our Creator's steadfast love, by the courage of Christ Jesus, and by the exquisite attentiveness of the Spirit, we are strengthened for courage, attentiveness, standing firm in trust, in love. 
And so knowing that we are not left trying to be brave or strong on our own and that we were made to do this together, would you stand and I want to invite you to say the words of this verse to each other with the understanding that we are in this together and you can actually leave your bulletins um, and just be able to look at each other. I will line it out for us. Please stand together. And if you could kind of face each other, you can maybe face the middle or, yeah, that's fine. Face each other however you want. And knowing that we are standing together in the strength that God supplies, um, let us look at each other and repeat after me. Keep alert. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong. strong. Let all that you do be done in love. love. Amen. Amen. You can remain standing for the hymn of response.